1: everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 36. Today on our show, our first return guest, Dan Smith of Haunted Cincinnati Tours. In this house that they were in was built in the 1700s. The kitchen was closed down. It's all dark. So they go there to
2: flip on the light in the kitchen, and when they got to the threshold, she said they turned the light on. They're looking in their kitchen, but it's not modern day. It's like 1700s. There's a woman cooking on the hearth and two
1: guys eating at this wooden table, and she said they froze. We decided to have Dan back, what with the time of year and all. We talked about haunted places, of course, but we also talked about, I guess you'd call it, ghost theory. Kind of a deep dive, and uh, we still had questions for him as he was leaving, so we really uh, got on some really deep stuff about all the stuff they look for when they're ghost hunting and all the different ways spirits can present themselves and stuff. Really cool stuff. Be sure to listen for the promo code at the end of the episode, of course. As always, you can use that to save 20% on your next Cincy Shirts or OldSchoolShirts.com order. And with that out of the way, you might want to keep the lights on for this one as Josh. And Darren, welcome Dan Smith back to the podcast.
3: Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I
1: come from
3: C I N C I N N A T -T 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 I, Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm a cinscshirts.com in Cincinnati. Alright, guys. We're here with our first uh, repeat guest on the podcast.
0: How's that make you feel?
3: (laughs) Special. No, no, We're not out of ideas. We're not out of guests. People still want to talk to us. But given the time of year and everything going on with Halloween, we thought it would be a good idea to get uh, Dan from the Haunted Cincinnati Ghost Tours come in. Is that right? Or Cincinnati Haunted Tours?
2: Everyone gets it wrong. It's
3: good. <laughs> yeah. it's haunted Cincinnati Tours. Haunted Cincinnati Tours. There you go. And we're not Cincy Ts, We're Cincy Shirts. <laughs> We've been
0: called everything.
3: Cincy T-shirts, Cincinnati Shirts. Yes, you're Cincinnati T-shirts.
0: <laughs> anyway, they'll Ooh. find you. If they're <laughs> looking for you, they'll find you. Listen to those things. the guy. In- Yes,
1: SEO. You add haunted those. Cincinnati.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, put them all in there. You know the game. So, yeah, so we had you in episode two, three?
1: Two or three, yeah, and it's still one of the most uh, downloaded uh, episodes. Even, like, you know, we have about 5,000 listeners a week now. Say a couple hundred of those are still on at Cincinnati.
3: Yeah, how about
1: that? How does that make you feel? I, it's, I don't <laughs> think it's so much me, but people are interested
2: in this. We're really in a, in a time where... The lid's kind of been blown off, and I think TV has actually helped, and then people kind of want to get out on their own and see if it's real, and then the ones that do are really interested, and the ones that don't know for sure are interested, you know, just the same.
3: Yeah. Heck yeah. So anything different in the last, uh, since, catch us up since last time we talked, uh, or what did we we not cover the first time? We covered Bobby Mackey's pretty well.
0: Any new uh-huh. places you've discovered? Any do you bring any places in demons home with you? Like? No, no. No. There's a lot of we were talking last time about this part of the country is great. I just spent the
2: weekend up at a old twenty nine room Italian mansion called Prospect Place. It's an old uh, building that was built in eighteen fifty six. A stop on the Underground Railroad. Ah. It's in the middle of damn nowhere. where uh, is this? Oh gosh, Trinway, Ohio. Ever heard of that? Sure. Didn't think so. It's in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> There's literally cornfields in every direction, but it's super haunted and it's really creepy. Huh. So that's what I did this weekend. What's it close to? Like, this is like an area. It's Airbnb? close to some cornfields and <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's close to Licking. Uh, so it's in Licking County, I believe, and that would be close to like. Neighbor uh, County. Yeah. <laughs> For <right. the> show. <laughs> anyway, huh. just been out, you know, doing tours, doing overnights. Chasing them, spirits. Is that what
0: you? Is that kind of your thing now? Is like just try to find new places to add to your tours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We have some our eyes on some other markets that will
2: open next year. Some new tours. There's uh, just the more we do this, the more people come to us and say, "Did you know this place was haunted or this place?" And it's gotten to the point. Just in the entire metro area, we need to make a list of what's not haunted. Yeah, and that will be <laughs> a, le- a, a, a lesser list than. <laughs> It's like us, people want
3: to come in and make all these suggestions for shirts, and right when we think we've done it all, it's like, oh, wow, we have years and years of work to do. Uh, (laughs) So I guess it's the same with with ghosts. And people are dying every day. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) More and more places. Did you? I can't remember.
0: We talked about the Louisville Sanatorium, right? Waverly Hills. Waverly Hills. Have you been there? Still, never worked that's out. What I Still, thought. that's what I thought. Well, you I said just take you it as a sign. There.
2: Maybe it's. I don't <laughs> know what it is, but there's just one place that it's never worked out for me.
0: I don't know why. Let's go right now.
2: What are you guys do Let's, <laughs> Let's go. go. Hour
1: wow. and a half. We'll get through there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so so well, yeah. So what happened in, uh, over the weekend then at the. The Cornfield uh, Underground Railroad House. So I've been there lots of times and experienced a lot of things. It's a giant... I
2: mean, I can't even tell, it to you, tell you what kind of craziness this is, but when it was a stop on the Underground Railroad, they have this giant Italian mansion in the middle of a cornfield. There's a, a cupola at the top of the house, and that's where they would, under the cover of darkness, they would put a lantern out to signal to any runaway slaves at the tree line that it was safe to run to the house i so they I'm
0: not? I'm sorry. Are they not already safe at th- by the time they get to that part of the state? I mean, well, they would, be, would have been
2: on the run, and these stations on the Underground Railroad, you you know, you weren't sure who was there. So if it was safe, they would have a lantern up there. But and I f- thought
0: it was always that Ohio was like the finish line. Is that not true? Oh no, no.
1: I think okay. s- in some for some time they were compelled. You were compelled to return free. So yeah, so. You- Yeah, if you go and do your research,
2: prior to 1850, a lot of times if if an escaped slave got into Ohio and and set foot on Ohio soil, then they could go to anybody and become free because um, of the laws. But in 1850, with the Fugitive Slave Act, that gave bounty hunters... And slave owners the right to come into free states and reclaim their so called property uh, and okay. return them to the See, states that This is that why we slavery. do this. We need
3: to go to the Underground Railroad Museum and <laughs> catch up on some history. But so what else? Yeah, hanging out
2: in
0: old mansions, hanging out in old jails, prisons. Man, Are those yeah. like the go to like just safe bets that they're there's a good chance there's some... Yeah, I mean,
2: we do overnight yeah. events through our, through our ghost tour business as well where we go inside and rent places and you can come along. We have all the gear. We talked about the Shawshank Redemption last time. We did Mansfield a few months ago. Did have you places, spend the night there? Oh, yeah, Mansfield Prison, one of the most haunted places I've ever visited. Wow. Just like
3: every, every time
2: it's a home run? It's... Well, I would say, yeah. It's just a different environment. The... Uh, a haunted prison environment is different than anything else. I can't really... Say that you're going to have a good time or learn much about the spirit world, but if you want to have peer interaction, a lot of the you know nasty stuff, then that's that's where to find so it. When was the Mansfield uh, Prison built roughly, and when did it so? Is it, when did it stop oh gosh, being used? Uh, 1896. Okay, I believe, uh, and then it closed down. And gosh, 1988, 89, 90. Some I think 90 was the last prisoners were released. 91 maybe. Oh
3: wow! Just
2: a few years before Shawshank filmed. It was actually half. It was still there when Shawshank Redemption filmed, and then they tore half of it down. And after the movie, and then this preservation society came along and saved it. And the part they saved, just the admin and and the cell blocks, two hundred and fifty thousand square feet. Wow! Wow!
3: I'm going there in February. I'm
0: gonna have to check it out.
3: There's so executions and everything else is going on there. I or think that was always like, done somewhere else, in the Ohio the...
2: Penitentiary or more recently Lucasville. But a lot that's of killing going on. And... Oh, yeah, documented deaths there. I think 215 people died. They're you know, out back by the new prison next door, marked only by their prisoner number on the headstone.
0: Wow.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. What is your like uh, haunted bucket list? For like the whole country or even the world, like do you have one? yeah, like- so
2: I think for me, um it's changed recently. I think i well, a lot of people are into the dark stuff and they want to go to these asylums and places where people were tortured, not really my thing. I've seen enough, and I know it's real enough, so where I'd like to learn something, um, the only kind of nasty place I would want to visit would be Alcatraz. If I could get into Alcatraz, I would want one shot at that place. But really, gosh, I would love to just go to Gettysburg for a week and just
0: yeah. go place by place, night by night. Yeah, Gettysburg. Is so like many the haunted top of places there. Gettysburg and the Winchester Mystery House. Oh yeah, decent movie by the way. If you haven't seen w- it, worth that. <laughs> California, like San Francisco, San
2: Jose, okay. maybe yeah.
3: Man. is there a pet cemetery somewhere? <laughs> That's like legit. So what, what about you guys? Winchester <laughs> Mystery House. What? There's so a movie.
0: Yeah, Winchester movie.
2: Now you know she was like the heiress to the Winchester yeah. rifle. Do you know fortune. this story? No, no. no oh sorry. my
0: gosh, this is the best. I'm mean, tell me, you. Can Look, I'm no expert me. on
2: this location, but she was the heiress to the fortune of the Winchester rifle, and she thought for sure that everyone that was murdered or killed by a Winchester rifle was haunting her.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. So she used all of this money, all of her money, she to, had to four hour a day construction going on in this house, and she had she would go up to this room in the house. Lock the door, no one else is allowed in there, and she would get uh what she said were instructions of what to do to the house from the spirits, and then she would tell these construction workers, This is what you gotta build. And a lot of it doesn't make any sense. There's like stairwells that just go straight into a ceiling, a door that opens into mm-hmm. a wall, like really crazy, crazy stuff it's fascinating. Wow. Absolutely fascinating. And they worked literally twenty-four hours a day. Uh, and, and then the second that she died, they put their tools down and left. And we're like, we're done with this place. Wow. I never heard but that But she story. believed that she was haunted by every person who'd ever been killed by a Winchester mm-hmm. rifle. Where is this? California. Look at, just Google it. Google Winchester Mystery House. Uh, it is there's a movie, unbelievable. You know? I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, movie
3: came out. Maybe last out. fall.
0: So what about you guys? You never told me. So are you believers in? I am. Spirits? I think I, I talked about it last time, about my oh, yeah, little experience at Bobby, Bobby Mackey's.
3: I don't know if I've ever had any uh, experiences where I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I think I always kind of believe that, yeah, there's there's too many stories out there for uh, for this stuff to, I don't know. I've, I've heard some convincing arguments. I guess uh, I just kind of like the the stories and the, the history behind it and stuff. Uh, I'm not sure I've ever really been. But I went to Bobby Mackey's.
2: What he's the, saying is, he thinks maybe it's real, and just in case, he's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: I've heard Gettysburg is like the place in the U.S., which, which I really want. I would like to go there. I've done the ghost tours in like St. Augustine, which was old also city. really cool. In old St. Augustine, yeah, that's a very old city.
2: We have a lot of history here that people don't realize. I mean, Cincinnati's not the oldest city, but 1788 is no. That's pretty not old. That recent, that's, yeah, you know? that's, yeah. We have quite a bit of history well documented and even even a lot of it, luckily here a lot of it still stands. We have those buildings that are still here where other cities are tearing them down. There's a lot of ours that still exists, but
1: I was gonna ask about that. It's like once a building is torn down can the can the area around it still be haunted? Or it's is, a good question. I can't say that. I don't know that anyone's ever tested that guys? theory. Um, yeah, well, yeah, like a, if <laughs> makes
2: you wonder like we yeah. might, we're talking about the Beverly Hills uh, Supper Club tragedy. Yeah. yeah. How it's kind of just a lot now it makes you wonder people go out there and By the way, don't try that cuz police will arrest you I hear.
1: You are not but, allowed to go up there. It is <laughs> but, um, gated off and they they patrol it. Yeah. It makes you right. wonder. I mean, why?
3: Yeah, what why do you think they, they don't
1: want mystery uh, seekers going up there? I reckon, right?
2: I don't know. You know what? What is this? Now 23 years I've done this and I one of my things is trying to record Voices of the Dead, you know, and when we ask these questions and actually get a response, it's just kind of a letdown because they in so many words just kind of say like like, what are you doing? Do you have ghost jobs? Or what are you doing? And it's just like almost the responses are kind of like you wouldn't understand. Have you tried going up there and they... Not that place specifically. Oh, okay. I'm but just saying, place. like, okay. what makes you stay? What are you doing in this prison? Why you, like, why are you still here? Why are you in this house? Why are you in this opera house or this school or this...
3: Yeah. And you've never gotten an answer to that question?
2: The ones that we get are very ambiguous. Like, you wouldn't understand. Huh. Which makes me feel... Well, it's big. But, I mean, i saying it's like... There's <laughs> something
0: fascinating about that as well. Of like, It, it leaves you, your mind open to, like, what could you possibly not it, understand that they're talking about? It makes you wonder... And then we have a lot of instances, just a couple...
2: This happened to me a few times recently where you go into a place and you're, they're deliberately hiding from you. And you can tell they're hiding from you. There are other rooms, and then when you try to catch them off guard and record voice, you can catch them like... like uh, we just like, this, ha- this just happened to us at a school in Middletown um, called Post Town Elementary. We do events at and that night they were saying things like, go hide, when they heard us coming. Or, you know, uh, they're leaving... Stuff like this. So it makes you wonder what are they doing in their reality? Because it reminds me of, you know, these people that claim to have abilities like mediums and psychics. They say they get bombarded by these spirits all the time, right? And if you're at your day job trying to live life or you're with your family at the dinner table. Yeah, there's no break. And you're kind of like, go away. Maybe it's the same thing for spirits, but what the hell are they doing? Yeah, what is their end game? Like, what are they doing?
0: So these like recordings that you have of people talking to you—is there a place that people can listen to them? Or do I think you
2: this phenomenon them? in the last ten years—it's been so the top's been blown off of it. Anyone can go out and record these. Voice. It's it's a it's a real phenomenon, and it's happening it happens around the world, uh, and you yourself could do it.
3: I mean, and who's translating these voices? Because like, like we're talking about, I was watching Ghost Adventures last night, and they had the spirit of River Phoenix in in the in the room at the Viper Room, supposedly where he died. And they played a recording. Oh, and it's his voice. And the lady was even like, "Wow, it even sounds like him." But no, when you when you played it, it was just like scratches and gargles and yeah. And you, there's like there's nothing. That's just static.
2: Sometimes on the TV shows, they'll play something, and it sounds like a. And then their their interpretation is, "Wow, did you hear that?" It says, "Make me a sandwich." He, he <laughs> yeah, whistled yeah, at like, me. <laughs> what yeah, exactly? Um, it's funny. We were just talking about this. Some colleagues I t- mentioned I do some weird science stuff on the side, and um, really the way to do it properly is you have to expose an audience to these voices, and without any kind of coercing or leading, you need to have that person tell you what they hear. And if, you know, whatever that, you know, there's there needs to be a standard. But what is it, 60, 75% of people agree, then that's the voice. Now, some of them, there's no doubt about what they're saying, and there's no doubt that it wasn't the person. And these are being, even here in the U.S. or in Germany or in Brazil, these, these things are being held under controlled instances by real scientists, and still the voices come. So this is, to me... I'm a believer, but this is the best sort of evidence that we have to the public that something is going on. Scientific proof.
3: I mean, it's like Laurel and Yanni. You know, it's like oh yeah. It's like wait a second. I didn't hear that. But who am I to say that that's not what they said? Because Mm -hmm. Laurel and Yanni. It all (laughs) it all goes back to that.
0: So do you just get good at translating what you hear because you do it so often? Like I met Muhammad Ali, and uh, we were we talked to him for about. 15 or 20 minutes. The real and one the, or the ghost? The, the real mom, one. Yeah. And five minutes, five minute. the first five minutes, I could not understand a word he said. Like, I just, his daughter was was basically translating for us. But after talking to him for about 10, 15 minutes, I understood, I could understand everything he was saying. Is it that kind of thing where you do it so much that you hear it and you're like, he just said, get out of here. And everybody else is like, I didn't hear that. It seems like that. That's what sometimes
2: when they're not as clear. So, so many of the voices that occur are just kind of a a whispery sound, and that's your classic voice, because no one knows how they're being made. I mean, they don't have vocal cords, we don't think, so they're not vibrating vocal cords, but these voices captured, and some of them take breaths, and some of them sigh. So, why are they doing that if they're not breathing air? What is the point? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um,
3: What about, like, surveillance? Like, you're saying, okay, the ghosts know we're here, so why can't you set up some equipment, and with all the technology around there... You know, set up some Amazon cameras or some uh, Ghostbuster tech to, uh, you know, I'm sure it's been tried, right? You have to get creative sometimes, yeah. Yeah, maybe if if the human element's what's keeping people away, then, you know, just review tons of uh, security footage. Or do you ever
0: just, yeah, yeah, do you ever just set up equipment and leave and see what it captures while you're not in the room? So... Or do you have to talk to them? One the of the most
2: interesting things I ever heard was a colleague uh, saying that they had this case, I think this was in Tennessee, where the family would call and it would be crazy. Come now. The plates are flying off the wall and, and the doors are slamming and they would get there and nothing. No interaction, nothing. And then the family would call again when they left and it's happening again. So it seemed as if they were hiding. So you have to get creative sometimes. And this particular person made a a, a plan where... They got some people that had never been in the house before, and then they showed up. But they were in uh, overalls, ready to paint with ladders and paint cans. And when they came in and talked to the owner, hey, you want this wall paint in this color, this one this color? And then they took a fake phone call and left for the night. Inside the paint cans they left video cameras, audio recorders, and this was the only time they captured something like, are they gone? These voices that say that or things that were moving around or sounds only time they caught it because they they faked them out. So I've done that myself, just walking through a house. If someone calls, <laughs> the first time I usually play sick. Like I carry around a tissue box, like I'm like I'm fake sick, and I'll pretend that. But inside, I'll have video or audio because you might catch things that you don't otherwise catch because they're per, they're purposely hiding from you. That's a real thing.
0: I'm leaving now.
3: <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but what do you like? The stuff that you capture. Is there a place? Do you share it with people?
3: I don't think people colleagues? are
0: City? interested,
2: in it. I think if I think once people realize they can do it themselves, it's.
0: But people don't want to do it themselves. Yeah, or are scared to do it themselves. I,
2: I
1: feel like people a, would
0: just be fascinated. I don't want to go into a
1: haunted building and try to record stuff. <laughs> it works.
0: I mean, what do you do? You, like when you say I could do it, what do I need? Do, I, do what? I could I get it with my iPhone? Do I need a special tape recorder? Oh yeah, well, a
3: ghost app.
0: Well the the, the the world worldwide this phenomenon has changed the last few years. A couple of years
2: ago you could get voices live um just on recording devices and just listen live into them and then the voices would come. Now it's back to more classic uh and what we call electronic voice projections. Uh long, well th- these days it's called electronic voice phenomena, EVP. What happens is you'll ask these questions, these voices are imprinted on magnetic recording devices but you don't usually hear them until, until you, you play back. You listen. Right. In some cases, if you have a magnetic rec- recorder that has a live output and you can listen to it live, those be- you can hear those happen in, in real time. But only the person with headphones will hear them in real time. We won't hear them with our ears. Gotcha. <sighs> okay. But so have you ever a- heard
3: anything that pertains mm-hmm. to a certain story that you knew? Or is it all just kind of just random?
2: Yeah. So there's, I mean... It's funny you bring this up because we were just talking on the science side about classifying these. Uh, there's always been the classification of, of class A, B, and C, which was uh, made famous by an old researcher named Sarah Estep, A being the clearest. But we were talking about adding layers, like one, two, three, because the voices I've called over the years, sometimes it's a direct answer to your question. They're talking to you. Sometimes it's on topic, and a lot of times it's them talking amongst themselves. This is a real thing. Are they aware of us? Are they talking? The, they talking amongst themselves. So it depends. Some of them seem aware of us and will answer real-time questions. And sometimes you just catch chatter or people playing an old poker game in, a, in an old casino that's closed down. Or just it's weird. Yeah. You know, and it makes you wonder.
3: Do, are kids uh, kids spirits more apt to talk to you, or, or are they playful more scared?
2: Man, yeah, in my experience child spirits i mean they're real but those are some of the hardest to engage usually on our overnights we know that there's some that have that and we'll use the women to try to coax them out because they're a little more a little less uh, intimidating uh, really but that's another uh, thing you kind of wonder about as a person like
0: are these kids okay Is someone watching over they seem to be fine and happy but so do you I, think so, like your appearance like could affect how spirits respond to you like you're a you're a big guy you know what i mean oh maybe like, yeah you could be intimidated against so, intimidating you know, somebody so if like a child goes in and tries to talk to or a child like a,
3: or just uh-huh. like a clown on your tour <laughs> no jeez. <yeah. laughs> i'll beard. tell you what there's been a
2: handful of times over the years as well where we've caught voices that pretty much say that they think we're ghosts and we're scaring mm-hmm. them we should leave like, that, they don't know that man like a Bruce Willis. Or, you know, their reality, we're the ghost. So, I have a friend of mine um, doing these paranormal conferences and stuff, um, a woman named Andrea Perrin. Andrea Perrin was the oldest child inside of the Conjuring house. Remember, did you guys see the Conjuring yeah. movie? yeah. In this case, really extreme stuff happened. You know, she's a teenager trying to take care of the whole family. Her mom's going under some weird stuff, but she told... The story about one night in her home, this house that they were in was built in the 1700s. Super old. One night, her mom was ill. She came down late at night. Andrea, being a teenager, said, Come on, Mom, I'll make you something. cook you some soup or something. The kitchen was closed down. It's all dark. So they go there to flip on the light in the kitchen, and when they got to the threshold, she said they turned the light on. They're looking in their kitchen, but it's not modern day. It's like 1700s. There is like a wooden table there the hearth that's been sealed up for 100 years is open. There's a woman cooking on the hearth and two guys eating at this wooden table. And she said they froze
0: and... Yep, you're getting the I got the chills. <laughs> yeah.
2: She said they froze and one of the guys looked over and saw them in the doorway and kind of elbowed his buddy next to him eating the porridge or whatever. And they looked up and pointed and she said at that moment she realized they were the ghosts in their home in the 1700s. So is it a time overlap? That's a real thing too. So there's okay, so many moving parts to this. <laughs> and then there's some of these places where, what a great idea! Jails really? or, or prisons or old old places that are super haunted today. You can go back in the record, and these some places have diaries or written records of people that lived there back in the day, saying that it was haunted when it was brand new. Are they haunted by us now?
0: Oh,
1: yeah.
2: So a, there's a lot of we don't know, but there's some weird layering going on. So you
1: said that the, the sound phenomenon thing, is they've done tests, they've done controls. Could you theoretically then build a new house never on undeveloped land build a new house put recording devices in there did they have they ever tested things like that to see do, and maybe the spirits are are the spirits all around us okay. then yeah you could buy or a house does it have that to be, be certified ghost free when you like But or in? are the spirits all around us and they're just going to show up anyway or is this uh, is getting a little higher level now but yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> no this the is
2: these are something that you may not find unless you research the dark the deep corners of the internet but there are groups that work towards just recording um, whatever you call higher level beings. Because um, what we encounter in these haunted places, especially prisons and stuff, are usually what the mediums and psychics call like lower level. And then th- everything that mediums have said over the years seems to be true about this vibration level and lower and higher. Um, there's been really solid commu- spirit communications just in the last 50 or 60 years over different countries and different languages that all say the same thing that when you die, there's basically levels so i think the closer you look at this with a microscope the the more blurry um science and religion become they're kind of like you say you say god all knowing and i say 10th dimension you can access everything that ever was and will be so it's like science and religion overlap and there is evidence that these there's these lower-level entities that are still trying to learn a lesson, possibly. And then there's these higher-level entities um, where you get into places that are, you know, all white light and happiness and puppies and kites. And maybe that's the classic idea of what people call heaven. Um, but there's these levels. And some groups um, or people attempt to make contact with these higher-level beings. So that can be done anywhere. Yeah. But they all pretty much in the context say it has to do with what they call the contact field. And how well when you got a group of people, it's the hardest thing as a human. We're getting a little high level here for the podcast. Yeah. No, but been, if people are interested in the paranormal, man. this is something they should look into because this is not well known. There's not a lot on the internet. Really worldwide is probably maybe a hundred researchers that do this and do it well. It's a very small community of us, but you can get contacts from higher level beings that want to make contact with you. But it has to do with your intent. They say your intentions have to be pure. Uh, and it also has to do with the contact field. So they say, you know, us as humans, we have all this, this convoluted stuff of stress and going to work and being stressed out and people cut you off and then you're, you're angry. And um, so it's, it's it takes effort to kind of calm your mind, meditate, do whatever you're supposed to do and kind of become free of all those human experiences in order to. And then they say when, when you when you can do that and you can sort of look past all the BS of life, into the bigger picture, then that makes it what they call the contact feel clearer for them. And this is where they can come in and make amazing contacts. Now, this has happened in Germany and Brazil and even here in the US. It doesn't really matter what you use, they'll find a way to make it work. There's a man um, in Italy, Marcello Bacci, who's very old and he's in his final years now. He's not very well anymore, but gosh, for the last 30 years, he recorded every Friday for these these, uh, widows, you know, mourning people. And, and it started with, with mothers that had lost children. And he would just record with these uh, shortwave radios or tube radios. And then these voices would come. And they claimed that they were the voice of the dead son. And huh. so these these things happen, but it's specific to the experimenters. He would get them through these tube radios. And there is, a, there is a one from the 90s where uh, a scientist came in, removed one tube, then two and said, if, if the voices still come when I remove this final tube, I will eat this glass tube. And he removed the final tube, and they still came. Um, so Bocce laughed and said, you don't have to eat the tube, but it was, it's real. But it, it's, it can happen, if anything. I feel like if you have a good intent, they can make the coffee pot make voices. It's really about your intent, and, and they want to make contact. But.
3: So you're saying Long Island Medium and John uh, Edwards they have good intentions? Are they well, you're just... talking about a medium there. Oh, yeah well that's psychic medium well, which say, um... anyone can do that.
2: Yeah I've I'm always been the science it's... guy. I thought that was a special thing but I think any, anyone can tune into that. but this this guy uh, but it's... there's been other researchers too. Some of them um, get faces through TVs that are off. Some of them get there's these amazing contacts um, So what you're getting what we're getting into now is called ITC. If people are listening and want to learn more, Go online and look up instrumental transcommunication. These are methods of using technology and many different ways to make contact with the dead, and usually with those that want to make contact with us—higher-level beings. Uh, computers, fax machines, radios, um, anything you can think of can be manipulated. This is a, this is something. I mean, yeah, you just open a can of worms. But yeah, well, yeah. oh, no,
3: you got the old fax machine and talk to a ghost. <laughs> I'm intrigued the by the the, the, oh, the
1: the ladies in the kitchen that went into the kitchen and saw that because theoretically, then you could have I would would call a reverse haunting. I could walk into my kitchen. My house was built in 1972, and someone from 2063 could walk into my kitchen. And, and there's no
2: reason to believe my house is never haunted. experienced that. Why don't we? We don't know that though. Yeah. In our reality, yeah. si- science says that the law of, these laws say that things can happen in reverse why don't they ever happen in reverse why doesn't the glass unspill or oh. why don't we hear from the future we don't we don't know why huh but e- music hall
1: has those stories too but, but, but somebody in the 1700s heard from the future so it did happen <laughs> theoretically i guess yeah, i guess then so tonight, yeah
3: and george jetson will be there yeah drinking uh, a little astro coffee yeah
2: so what you're talking about now is one of the rarest um, theories is what's called a bleed through that we know time is not real, it's a made up thing, but so all of these past, present, and future events are happening in the time, same time space continuum. So we don't know a whole lot about science. I mean, let's be honest, even the best scientists in the world, a lot of it is theoretical, made up with math problems to fix the problem that they don't understand. And they use a math equation to do that because we don't know what's going on. A wormhole. So, <laughs> right? There, I mean, yeah. I think, I was saying before, I think that. As science is forced to look more and more at the unseen world around us, I think that they're, they're going to they're gonna find a lot of answers. That probably all of the answers are in what we can't see or this is perceive. Mind blowing yeah. stuff.
3: When you were talking last time, too, that I mean, will we really see those answers? Because the, the reputable scientists and the doctors and all those people aren't going to put their names on a report that cites paranormal. It's happening, but it's in the very early
2: days, is that, that something we got to get over? Like, come on. It's in the very early days. And, and one of the pioneers was a guy named Dr. Raymond Moody. He's the one that sort of kind of did the first um, studies on near-death experience, that we call it now. And now we know across all cultures and ages and parts of the world that these experiences are the same. And then scientists for a long time said, well, this is just a dying brain having hallucinations. But now we have account after account from different countries and people that were clinically dead, with no brain activity, and were able to perceive outside of their bodies and see what was happening, and then they come back and tell the doctors. So this is a phenomenon that's been well-documented, it's real, and this, is, I think, is the first step on on the road to science, really looking into what happens. The the, the whole idea of death has changed over the years. For a long time, if your heart stopped beating, you were dead. That's how it was decades ago. Now when they do open-heart surgery, they put all your blood outside of your body and stop your heart on purpose and you're not dead they bring you back you're still alive right now it's brain death if your brain is dead now there's this group um working over in uh, europe uh they're trying to get funding now to start doing testing on people who are clinically brain dead and doing different things to try to bring the brain back to life What would happen then? Can you imagine if you're in the afterlife with kites and puppies and then someone sucks it back to a a hospital bed? Yeah. No one knows what's going to happen there, but this has always been a fluid-changing situation. Now, brain death means death, but
3: even after that, what does that mean? Have people done studies where, like, I don't know, you get someone's permission and put cameras at, like, say, a hospice or something where you know someone is is probably going to die that day and, you know, either see, like, what? Thermographic imaging or something to see if they can see. No, I've heard of studies being see, done like this in uh, Russia. I've never seen the, the actual temperature footage. changes or any kind of like that. Wherever you're, you know, when the moment of death takes place and your spirit's going wherever. If that's like a physical thing, you can see.
2: I've seen interviews on on television and, and documentaries, and I've talked to myself with dozens of hospice workers who all say pretty much the same things, that when people get close, they start talking to dead relatives that aren't there. And um, My dad uh, did that. Really? Yeah. And they're as real as you and I, and then a, a lot of them say that the same weird thing that, and this is not even, like, I just ask them, and they all say the same thing that when the, when people pass, this weird white vaporous stuff comes out of the mouth or the forehead. What is that? I think that it's been taboo for a long time, and science will start looking now, but... Um, there's been studies done about the time of death and bodies being on scales. This has been done more than once. And at the moment of death, there's um, there's something that can't be reconciled. There's about a half ounce, one half of a one ounce that, that just goes away in mass. So what is that? People say hey, that's the soul or whatever. Or that's consciousness. its breath? Yeah, the
0: last breath. So
2: it's um, enough to be significant, but no one understands why.
0: What was that movie where they tried to... Flatliners? Flatliners, yeah. yeah. That
3: was real. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu. Everybody was in that. Man, I need to watch that again. That was that's the 80s, right? So what are some, like,
0: I'm not asking you that you would endorse any of these, but, like, what are some methods or experiments or things you've heard about other people doing that are just, like, the most extreme to try to you know, be at the forefront of finding new info or getting proof of stuff? Have you heard of, like, there has to be some stories in your oh, yeah. community of, like, not, maybe not Flatliners-esque, but that kind of, like, people that are that. Oh, pushing doing that to themselves? Edge, or just pushing the edge of, like, safety or, you know what I mean? I can't think of a real-life Flatliners. But. <laughs> no, not Flatliners. No, there there, there was saying... a
2: story I found in research. They were like, oh, God, I can't remember his name. There was a, a guy who put out an article in the Detroit newspaper, a medium. I wish I could remember his name right now. He wanted to test his theory, his hypothesis that life after death was real. And he put out a, a, an ad for a woman to be there when he died, and she, he would make contact back with her. Um, I don't think it ever worked,
0: but... Let me see if I can find it. But I can't think of any modern, modern day what you're talking about as far as flatliners, but no i i was i wasn't saying like that exact example i'm just saying like what are some methods you hear about other people trying that you know or maybe like taboo or or even that you find fascinating of like this might actually work you know what i mean like at the forefront of what you do like what is what are some of the new things people are trying or you've heard about it
2: really has to do
0: experimenter by experimenter
2: whereas one experimenter will get great voices through a shortwave radio, it may not work for you Um, so people that are doing that work should really let the communications lead the way Um, some people have done what's called the closed uh, video loop method this is something that a researcher named Klaus Schreiber made made famous in the 1980s. Why does that name so familiar? Klaus Schreiber was uh, one of the you know pioneers of ITC, along with a guy named Friedrich, Friedrich Jurgensen, Konstantin Raudiv. These guys have made have made amazing contacts from the grave since they have passed. And when I get even weirder, some of these voices claim that there's so-called stations on their side that are tasked just with trying to make contact back to us here at these so called stations.
3: Yeah, as I said, they gotta be trying too. You know, if humans are curious about all this stuff, well you gotta think that when you die you're still gonna be curious as you gotta think there's people on the other side trying to and maybe yeah, the voices we do hear are the people who are successful. the community
2: lost their mind because this past year suddenly the voice of Nikola Tesla came through talking about improvements to the so called bridge that they were making. Oh. And me for years yeah we had heard about Thomas Edison making contact but I'm like, where's Tesla? Is he with some some ethereal pigeons, like wasting his time? Yeah. You know, he got a little crazy in his later years. But these are real contacts, and they're happening under controlled circumstances. You can't ignore them. I mean, a lot of people do. But what does it all mean? Yeah. They're what are the to make... Edison
3: stories? So
2: Edison was apparently part of a uh, group called Time Stream. Time Stream Research Group still exists, uh, making contact with a group of researchers currently in Brazil and Portugal. So they claim to have their own station on what they call the third level. It gets really weird. I mean, hmm. I don't. This is down the rabbit hole, man. So uh, this is real. This is not Don't well spare known. us. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> but I'm saying like this is. It's not. It's not really. These types of contacts are a little more advanced, and just because of, of the past past experiences and the general public, most of these researchers work in private because. When I started this kind of work, I thought, well, I want to change the world. I want to open everyone's eyes. And now I realize the same thing, that it's really much more about our personal experiences and what we can learn and Garner, and you really can't go out and try to change someone's mind. So these really high-level contacts are the same way, and it's its as weird and bizarre as it sounds. I mean, it's uh, but these, these voices continue to come, and they claim that they're at these so-called stations. Some faces appear. Uh, hey, if you want to look online, a great resource... WorldITC.org. Some of the most amazing contacts ever recorded are there. For example, after John Denver's death, he was used because he knew about music and about frequency. And suddenly, his face appeared in a contact. There was like a ragtime composer from the 1890s named Scott Joplin, who apparently has helped Scott with frequent, Joplin. Frequent the, entertainer. the Entertainer. Yep. It has to do with Another some. Show. So <laughs> maybe it's very bizarre, but I mean, this is. I mean, this stuff's happening. It's just not well-known. And I think for now, until society really opens up, it, it, I mean, it will probably remain pretty secretive. But there are there are resources out there. But really, if you want to try it, it's... John Denver right here on the front page. Can you see
3: him? Yeah. yeah. Well, he has his, his face. Or you can, just, can you FaceTime with John Denver's ghost right now or something? <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, where do you go from there? <laughs> it's,
1: uh, looking, more on the technology, are, are, are there more reports of things like happening with people? Like you said, I guess fax machines, and you did that earlier. With fax machines and laptops, there's more, I guess, uh, vehicles or ways for them to get through to us. and
2: Yeah, and Earth. I think it really has to ha- do more with the person or people and less with the technology. If they can make a good contact to you, it seems like they can use anything. Fax uh, machines okay. was what they used in the 80s. Computers not hooked up to dial-up is what they used in the '90s, Um, and now today it can be anything from the closed video loop method, where you just you know video camera onto a television, closed loop HDMI loop, and then in that loop sometimes faces or video appears from where. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are getting, but then there's some then there's parts of this that I kind of question too. Like some people use reflective surfaces like water, and then they see faces Mm -hmm. in them. To me, I'm kind of like, well, water, you're eventually going to see something. So even I kind of question, like, is this method real? Because water, I feel like you could shake around enough and then videotape it, and you're eventually going to get something that looks like a face. Yeah. Whereas these other methods are just, they're closed, and there's nothing that should impinge upon them.
3: What's your point of view when you get presented with new techniques and stuff? Do you go into it skeptical and trying to see why it wouldn't work, or you try to stay as open-minded as you can because you know it's good for business and all that? I mean what, like, we're, what we're talking about, no one's trying. Yeah I
2: mean, it's really a small group of people in the online community that are working around the world. Everyone most people are seeing, are going by what they've seen on television, which unfortunately is a really small slice. I kind of want to just like tell people like, "Hey, think you know, open your mind, think for yourself, try something else." I don't know. I guess I'm always open to it, but even for me, like I, there's, a, there's researchers out there who get great contacts with something called a spirit box. Now, yeah, a spirit box. A adventures last night. A spirit uh-huh. box will scan frequencies. My problem is they scan AM, FM radio frequencies. We know there's broadcasts in there. I think I've mentioned before. Like, how do you know? I've been in events where, what color shirt am I wearing? And then suddenly you'll hear like red. But it's Marty Brenneman's voice calling the Reds game. And I, I saw it was 700 WLW. So yeah. <laughs> I question that kind of stuff. But I've have, there are people out there who get really pure contacts. All of the radio noise goes away. And these voices come through that people claim to know in the crowd. So for them, that works, but not for everybody. And this is the problem, too, that researchers see what they see on television or people want to try it, and not everything's going to work for every person. This is one of, like, the... One of the aha moments, like, I wish I could tell everybody. Like, yeah, the, only thing, the one thing that works for everybody is recording these voices. That's about the only thing that I've seen, is you can go out and record these voices. Otherwise, these techniques are person-to-person, and you can't... So they're really hard to recreate,
0: and for that reason, as a science-minded person, like, how do you pass that on? Huh. So I'm looking at the worlditc.org homepage, and I see a lot of these... Um, They're like blurry pictures. There's a book called Spirit Faces. Okay. So what what is that? Because I feel like I've seen pictures like this before, where it almost looks like the it's like uh you tried to take a picture and somebody was moving too fast or something like that. Talking about camera shake. Yeah, I guess. Well, this method some some
2: people can get what appears to be spirit faces on camera. Not everyone. Um, some people can get imprinted images or numbers or letters on film, even when the shutter's close, Even when the cans of the even with the old style film canisters have not been altered, but it doesn't work for everybody. Um, there was a, a famous thing called the skull experiments. In uh, skull experiments, they had a lot of crazy uh, things happen like that, like um, using control experience experiments where they had film canisters that were open that were like checked they bought them they were with people were with them from scratch they didn't touch them they did their thing they were accompanied to be developed and when they're developed now there's like words on there and stuff so where does that come from but it's only in certain it's like it has more to do with the researchers and then the spirit group or 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 spirits will do whatever they can to make contact with you and that's why it's so hard to reproduce because today they might try to do camera phones, because that's what you have, or tomorrow they might try to, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know, put a, a picture on your iPhone because that's what you have. Or so are the, of, when, when they're controlling it. The <laughs> <laughs> so just full disclosure: <laughs> these high-level contacts, the spirits seem to be much more in control than we are. You can try all these methods, but really, it has more to do with them than us. Huh? Which is the frustrating part?
3: How is there not a paranormal channel? Is there not like where we could have like not just twenty four hour news, but you know, like you know, you're talking about all these guys on there that have all this information and like the you know the new way of ghost hunting and all. That'd be awesome to turn in and get some I don't updated think it's, ghost research. When it works, it's <laughs> we got exciting. Some advertising that's all. It, when it works, it's, it's, it's exciting.
2: Out. But I think people aren't don't realize that like so many other sciences or research, it's mostly failure. And when people realize that, they don't want to put the time in.
1: Yeah. It's pretty wide ranging, too. It, isn't, like, it is wide ranging. There's one, like, a lot of the over the air networks now. There's a couple that they They show nothing but crime stuff all day long. All this like unsolved mysteries and g- greed and oh. things like that. But I think if you did that with a paranormal thing, there's, it's so. There's so much. It's such yeah. wide ranging that you'd probably have a hard time catching I think so much attention. of it is so much the same and so similar for television that it would be boring. Yeah. If you told the backstories, yeah. maybe, of some of the stuff. But, maybe. Yeah. But there's a lot of shows that do that already. They're just not all on one network. Speaking of TV, didn't you might have addressed this last time, or I may have heard someone else discussing this. People would pick up things in old TVs, and I'm wondering if people are trying, now that the electronic spectrum has gone off to, like, you know, the, the broadcast is shrunk because they're selling it off to the cell phone companies.
2: I've, so I've heard that. Yeah. I'm not trying it myself. When they started to change all of the over-the-air broadcast to digital a couple years back, I heard some researchers in different parts of the world trying to, to hone in on those frequencies that were no longer being used. For communication, but I haven't heard of any
1: success with that. Okay. See, so I remember seeing something a long time ago about someone. It was like way back in the '70s or something. People would record empty channels and, and pick up stuff. But oh, then maybe. Maybe well, like you were saying, though. Well, maybe it's just that oddly they're picking up a distant signal from somewhere. So. I don't
3: know.
1: Well, and Darren said about Alexa. What? What about the machines taking over?
3: Yeah. Interesting AI. Yeah.
2: I really wanted to develop a skill for Compose Alexa control. to d- to record voices, but they don't give you access to what people are at, uh, saying right now. You know, that's kind of like a protected thing from Amazon. So, oh yeah, in other because that would be something that you could build and that anyone could take out and, and just
1: use a device to like that to just yeah. re- record with. Or if you're using your phone to record, who's to say the phone's not making the noise or actually making the voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you, can, you can do that. I've seen that work. Phones. Recorders, digital recorders.
2: But then again it has to do with tech with the specs because depending on the frequency range. Yeah. If that voice is twenty thousand Hertz and your phone only goes up to fifteen thousand, you're not gonna hear it, but that other one will will.
0: Oh yeah. Is there an app out there that people can that you like? <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs>
2: apps the apps that I've seen are all pretty much for fun, like Ghost Radar or these uh apps. You have a
3: thermometer apps, so you know when it's cold, right? When it's really yeah. Right there. Oh well.
2: I will tell you some of the craziest stuff I've seen. Are these apps or these devices that spit out words. I don't know, man. So it takes a reading of like the electromagnetic fields present and the temperature, maybe the humidity, and then it puts together this random number, which correlates to a word in the dictionary, and it says that word. So you will be sitting in the dark, and it will say stuff like "panseal." Apple, brown <laughs> chair, and then you're like, "Oh, there's a chair in the other room." You're talking about that chair in the oh, other room, I see. I see. and I,
3: I just can't, John, I just Edward. can't well, do that. My dad always had oh, I can't do it. And <laughs> ate an apple yeah. for breakfast.
2: <laughs> now, again, that could work for some people. I, that's one that I kind of scratch my head. Like,
0: do man. you think that's part of it? A part of the whole thing too, of like people want to believe so bad that they'll they'll make leaps that can probably be easily explained but sure it's a problem it's a it's a that's the
2: one side of the coin yeah you won't know, believe how many people still post online and go check out the picture of the ghost i got this orb yeah this orb phenomena has been disproven for god at least 10 years maybe more we know how it works we know why it happens but these are just kind of like why uh, does it of, happen well, most of them are caused by dust by a, on you me. know uh what's called the circle of confusion and photographers know about this this is why they have the camera in one place and the flash several feet away because as these compact devices become smaller and smaller the flash and the shutter get too close it creates this depth of field problem called the circle of confusion and when you get particles in that depth like pollen or dust it puts them into these round balls every time it can be recreated i remember the first time i saw it at a conference and the guy said you want to see a thousand ghosts i'm going to show you right now Everyone said, "What is he talking about?" And he got a dirty old rug and an infrared camera, and he just beat the rug. And on the infrared camera, you just saw like thousands of so-called
0: orbs <laughs> come up on there. See, I and, had an, uh, I had an orb <laughs> at uh, the sanitarium, and uh, and I was like, I got an orb. And now it's now I know it's not it's nothing. There's real phenomena
2: that we get even on the ghost tours, specifically by music hall, where there's the, these globs of color or specks of color that we don't understand that happens in haunted locations other than here too green yellow purple red colors of blobs these artifacts on camera that are not understood
3: so speaking of music hall i see they got ghost tours are you have anything is that you
2: no i no, them
3: they're supposed to be what like inside music hall like the mm-hmm. closets and blood elevator or something have you, I'm sure you've went inside and out. I know your your tour covers outside and talk about mm-hmm. the Popper Cemetery and all that stuff, Potter's whatever. And uh, so I don't know what, what what's going on, on the inside of there.
2: Well, they just had a renovation of, finished about a year ago. Yeah. So um, I haven't really heard. Of, I've been trying to talk to people that are in there and i haven't heard anything different or new Any
3: hotspots? i kind of thought where? it would
2: be a lot more kicked up than it was there
0: does a does a renovation like stir up activity like if a if a building is haunted and they tear it down or refurbish it or something do you it seems like it does Why?
2: it wake I don't know. up or i don't know how they can be that ornery about the decor the
1: decor in the place <laughs> Plus their final resting place is being disturbed in some way or it's bothering them or maybe. We've heard these stories about Taft Museum downtown. About they'll
2: rotate an art display and come in the next morning and that door is like locked from the inside with a chair under the door handle. And there's no way to get out of the room if you do that and paintings off the wall what? or things. We've heard this, this several hey, times. I don't know this story. This is what we've heard several times that these, these this has happened there when they rotate the art display, that a couple times in the last, what, five or ten years this has happened, and they've come in and found. We've heard stories in our tours from ex-employees and stuff about that. Coming in, the door's locked. Well, who's in there? You can't get in, and it's like a chair under the door handle, and there's no other way out of that room. No windows.
0: So how'd they get back in?
2: How, now, how did, Who how did put the, the chair em- there?
0: But I'm saying, like, how did the employees get in to find Oh, I don't them?
2: know, but, but we've heard that before. Like, it's stuck closed with the chair, or... Or huh. things are moved around and they don't like when they rotate art displays.
3: Now, they should have surveillance cameras, right? If there's, you know, priceless artwork getting moved around, mm-hmm. where, where's that footage showing that chair getting put under that door? Mm-hmm. Come on, Tap Museum, let's get on it. Sort of <laughs> Um
1: A thing I wanted to ask before we jumped into that uh, thing was... Uh, do people just not respect the randomness of the universe? Because I know it's different with the ladies. I'm still fascinated by this one. This is the most fascinating story you told. The ladies walking into the kitchen. I love that. But, so that's, that, that wouldn't qualify for this because you're actually seeing something, but a door slamming or some other kind of, just, you know, not specific things happening. Do people just not understand, kind of along Josh's question, do people, you know, want to make the connection? But do people at the same time just not respect the randomness of the universe? That Things just happen. Weird things happen all the time. There's so
2: much of it that happens. Uh, people, like, if you don't, I don't know, uh, maybe, but why does this happen? I think, so if you're going to talk about randomness and weirdness, then there's a pretty plausible theory that we know from mainstream science that multiverse could be real. And if, So what's to say that I'm going and, tr- and tramping around some haunted prison and the footsteps I'm hearing is the other version of me in the other reality oh. where i ate chicken instead of pizza for dinner and i'm in the same place and i'm haunting me in this reality how how do we know it's not us i,
0: I don't know uh,
2: some of it at least or the
0: deja vu feeling that people describe i mean could that be i don't know like where does it end for you in in figuring stuff out beyond just like our earthly life is it is there a religious aspect to it is there a life on other planets and other parts of the universe aspect to it? Is it a time and continuum thing or is it literally just life and death for you? What do you mean the end all? I hope,
2: I want to go work at one of those stations on the other (laughs) side. I want to see how it works. (laughs) You know, There's been some direct uh, answers, like what are you made of? Um, Several researchers have caught voices that say K4 Xerox. K4 Xerox, what the hell is that? Yeah. Something we probably can't even understand because we're not like multiple
3: people have.
2: Yeah, I've heard that twice now, and two, like two, two different heard like that twenty
3: and years and apart. In Canada, heard that too, and yeah. Is huh. it a
2: substance? Is it a non? Is it a non-solid substance? It is a it a radio station idea? out
0: of Cuyahoga Yeah, Foss I mean, um, Xerox. <laughs> the, But for you personally, is it like? Do you have interest in? the religious side of it or how religion plays a part in the afterlife or creation or or aliens do, um, do aliens
1: fascinate you ask. Is, and, it, is it possible that these phenomena or some of them at least are like off world or extraterrestrial or does that figure into it anywhere or is that a whole I've always thought branch? at these conferences that the UFO people were weird they scared me, <laughs> they,
2: they freaked me out We've asked questions of this, like, are there other species or other extraterrestrials where you are? We've asked these questions of there's, you know, other extraterrestrials, and the answer is yes, which freaks me out. Oh. So, if they're aware of them, there's, I don't know, I'm going to tell you, I haven't done study, but there's a lot of just putting the dots together. When researchers ask, can you see us? Most people get the answer, yes. They can tell you what you're wearing and tell you how many are in the room. But when we ask them to, like, explain how they see us, you get these weird answers where they kind of explain what people who have had a near-death experience explain. Some of them, people that have come out of their bodies and near-death experiences explain that they're they're aware they're over their body. They can see them working on their body. But at the same time, they're aware of their parents out in the waiting room. They're aware of traffic outside. They're aware of people back home, what they're doing all at the same time in the same fluid consciousness. So how is that possible? How do you see us? And they'll say things like front, back, top, and bottom all at the same time, or something like that, describing that way. So there's a lot of just circumstantial evidence that possibly when you die, it might actually, the dimensional theory could be true.
1: So maybe us and all the aliens go to one place. So if we're
2: living in three dimensions, we can't perceive a fourth or fifth because we're stuck in three. So if I... If I was to draw a stick man here on the paper for you, right, Mr. Flatlander, yeah. he's got arms and legs, but he's in a flat plane, two-dimensional, back and forth, and I ask him, okay, considering he has consciousness, I say, what is a three-dimensional person? What do they look like? He has no idea. He can't perceive us. If we ever come come through his dimension, it would look like a flat piece of something, but... I'm trying to do its best for, you know, talk, yeah, yeah. For talking on a <laughs> it, podcast. But is
1: it listening? If you're, unless you're
2: driving, draw a so, stick figure. Draw and stick and yeah, figure. so <laughs> sure this mentioned. stick figure, so now, yeah. he's not aware that we're even here. And we're right here looking at him, poking him and stuff, and he probably can't, can't if he had feelings, he couldn't feel it, he couldn't tell. So now, I can look back on this stick figure and check back on him whenever I want. How are you doing, Mr. Stick Figure? Are you doing okay? What if it's the same? someone dies, their spirit moves on, they're in the fourth or fifth dimension, they're doing whatever they do, but when they want to, they can look back on us, and check back on us in our life for big events, like weddings, or or birthdays, perhaps how are you guys doing? The way that we look back on the stick figure in two dimensions, they could look back on us this way in three dimensions and if they were to see us it would be just the way they explain all at once, in a three dimension, we don't even have true 3D in our reality 3D movies are are fake
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now is there a chance that like dogs or pets uh, can see and pick up on
2: uh, It seems like they can see... We well, we know they can see frequencies that we can't see. Yeah. Huh. So possibly. Yeah, I mean, they seem to react to things that humans don't see. Yeah, because they react wow. to weather and stuff. So
1: why not if they can... Well,
2: that's a whole other thing. They have a whole bunch of senses. There's dogs that are trained just to detect seizures before a person has them. Oh, that's right. How do yeah, they do yeah. that?
3: Yeah. Yeah, so there's got to be ghost dogs out there. <laughs> yeah. It makes
0: sense to me. So I don't think you answered. What are where? What are your places you really want to go that you haven't been to yet? We said Either, was one. Oh yeah, Alcatraz, Gettysburg, Louisville, those stations on the other right. side. <laughs> yeah.
3: Brazil, the
0: anywhere here locally you haven't been to yet you really want to go to?
3: I think uh,
2: I think I've covered them all locally here. Now, when
0: you go into a place for the first time, do you? that you're you've either heard about or you want to know more about if it's a public place do you call ahead do you just blend in and do your do a little recon on your own this is what's
2: come along with the advent of television shows now you can actually these places actually open their doors and let you rent the place for the night this is much more easy to do than it was 20 years ago so literally anybody can go and rent a place and try to have an experience this is a new thing in the last 10 15 years 10 years especially you don't have to just go blend in during the day you can actually rent a place for the night and go there and do a whole workup if you want and this is a new thing because i think the demand is there so that tells you one thing that this is a growing interest obviously where some i know some places that are non that make more money on fundraising through ghost hunting events than through daytime tours or something you know uh, i believe it mansfield prison being a classic example of of that,
3: yeah. Is there like a paranormal Airbnb? Can you like uh, search <laughs> well, there, for haunted? There should be, right? <laughs> well, yeah,
2: why not? I've seen apps and websites for that. If you want to do haunted travel, like go stay at the Lizzie Borden House go or whatever, travel, they'll give yeah. you like suggestions about where to go. I've seen those places, those things. Yeah,
1: that's what we need here. Look, should we? We have a recorder. That portable will hold. I think it'll hold up to eight hours of if, if I record at the slowest speed. You think we should try setting it up in... Well, over the Rhine store, was the building was built, I think... Stryley would know better than me, 1890, I think. Yeah. This is 1926, where we're sitting.
3: Oh, this building, and, our Hyde Park store.
1: And 55 for OTR, is, so it's, uh, or for uh, Loveland, so it's not as old. Didn't
3: you say this store was haunted?
1: No, we thought it would be haunted with chickens.
3: Yeah, there's chickens. They chicken, slaughtered
1: chickens in the basement here. But, yeah But uh, a... but anyway, if we set up a recorder, do you any way of gauging whether or is it just hit or miss? You may or may not find out. Maybe yeah, okay. you can just like
3: record a bunch of stuff and then just give it to you. And to sift through yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. I love
1: to do that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so uh, I mean, yeah, you could
2: try it. You might <laughs> just once you know you can't unknow. that would just warn you of that. Oh, Uh oh. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Now I. Got if you start <laughs> hearing screaming inside or something at night, then who knows? But
0: yeah. So yeah, when so you, go place, right you go to a place, do you go to a place because you've heard it's been haunted, or like when you're in there, do you feel like? something's going on here I need to come back with equipment
2: um, I think most of them are pretty well known because well a lot of these people places are so or old there. or work there people that they, they're just more open to talk about it now because it's not so taboo Yeah, and people will say well let me get in there or like bars are a classic example like Bobby Mackey's yeah. or this Arnold's Bar and Grill that we go to on one of the ghost tours because people's first my first thing was like well people are drunk in there what are they seeing yeah, that was my first yeah. thought like, oh, what are you seeing if you're... But do you, so when people start talking about it and it becomes known, I think then you can go kind of experience it.
3: What happened at Arnold's?
2: Well, I don't know what happened there, but it's super haunted. Really? I mean, it's old. You know, it's the oldest continually operating bar in Ohio. And
1: they well, know that because... Such, something, you would figure something happened there. Yeah, 1861. Yeah, I think we would asked this before, because I was always curious about this, because my wife always thinks that our house might might be haunted. And I'm thinking... No, because I think someone has to have died there. Now, our previous house, yes, this, the old couple passed away there, both of them, nat- of natural causes. Mm-hmm. So, But do you think know, that's a rule? I don't think so. Okay. Some of the most haunted places
2: in the country, they have the common denominator of... A lot of them are very close to railroad tracks. Does that mean just because it's from an old city that had transportation, a lot of them are close to running water? Is that a science thing, or is that mm. just because it's been able to be accessed for 300 years by boat or train? I don't know, but then um, a lot of them have a common denominator of being vacant for a while. Any building. Nothing ever happened in the history of the building, but it sat vacant for three years, and now it's suddenly haunted. Like they've taken up like squatters. Yeah. So why does that happen? <laughs> no. Like this is a nice quiet place. That's Let's wild. go here. Um, so there's really no rhyme or reason to it. I don't think that's, I don't, I would, 10 years ago would have said yes, but I don't think that's really a thing anymore. They can be anywhere. Huh. And they're
3: really probably all around us all the time. What about the Cincinnati subway, you ever uh, experienced or went down there?
2: I've not. No, I've not. I have used to do tours down there like once a year as a fundraiser, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: who knows? When people have heard stories about it being haunted, but when you're down there, I'm sure you can hear all kinds of stuff from above. Yeah, in
0: those remaining tunnels. There's
3: got to be something there. There's got to <laughs> be. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: yeah, what was the movie with uh. I hate to keep going back to Hollywood, but it just makes me wonder if stuff like that, like uh, the movie with Denzel Washington, where the demon was able to be passed from person to person, and it was the he played a detective, oh, and the guy that the guy that he caught and killed sang like a Rolling Stone song. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking
1: about? No, but there's a Star Trek episode like that. Wolf and the Fold. Jack going. the Ripper, Spirit
0: Time goes... The is No, no, no,
1: And the guy got put to death,
0: and then he was walking down the street, like, however long later, and somebody looked him right in the eye and started singing that song, and then he, he knew that it was the, the demon, and that he did all <laughs> this... He did, he did all this history that the demon could pass from person to person, and that's... Basically, I'm asking you. Maybe that's how places get haunted—that nobody died there—is something that
2: oh, the some, spirit s- somehow just it just ends up there, even just... though it didn't. The one thing that I've found is it seems sorry to, that was seems a dumb to be story, that it's, it's a great movie. movie. No,
1: because maybe so a, 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 a box, a trunnel trunk could be the the, 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 the like the vehicle. exorcist or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. The, you bring the trunk into like, the house, trumpet that's... or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Are, is that is that a thing or is that just a Hollywood thing? Haunted objects. Oh, yeah, I, Fallen was the name of the movie. Um,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: John Goodman,
2: Denzel Washington. I've experienced once or twice, maybe a moving doll or something, but Ooh. I'm not sure why that happens. I don't know if it's the actual, if it's an entity just trying to move it. To I don't really uh, I don't really know if it's I don't really know if it's like a possession
0: thing. Jumanji.
2: They're rare. <laughs> I
3: mean, but, so you've had. Uh, you went into a house and found an or had an object that you know may have belonged to the spirit at one point? Well, no, not even I don't even know if it was that. One time in a the house
2: there was a doll that moved on its own. One of the craziest <sighs> things I ever saw, but um
0: haunted objects I How just did don't it move? Understand. What did it do? It was like yeah, a it moved its head and it moved its arm. <sighs> I'm getting chills again. I <laughs> don't know. I oh, need to wrap this up. I'm
2: getting yeah. shaked <laughs> But there's, I mean, I think what we've got down to is like as much as much as we know and as fascinating as it is as it is. There's so many more questions. Exactly, yeah. And then you answer <laughs> one and open up three more. Um, so my final. Like, are question. there
0: ghost jobs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to make a living in the afterlife? So we're 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 doing this again. You know, we like to create these episodes so that they're kind of evergreen. So no matter when people listen to them that it'll be relevant and fun, but we're doing this, uh, this, you know, the second day of October and you were telling us before we started that this is your busy season. So is it the Halloween holiday that just gets people interested in ghosts and paranormal activity or are there parts of the year that like you're more apt to get a, a response from the other side in certain places? Or, or if there's okay. like a day of like the people were killed on this day if you go on that day are you more likely to have them respond than any uh, okay. other day of so the I year. see what you're saying
2: like you know holo, uh, holo, Al Hallows Eve, uh, Samhain, these holidays um, even the Day of the Dead uh, Dia de los Muertos, Muertos or whatever yeah. these are all like ideas that the veil is thinner at these times now I can't say that that, I've never seen that that's a real thing, it doesn't matter, night or day doesn't really matter. They're
0: always there. Yeah, because you, you told us last time, like, 3 o'clock is always talked about on TV. The it's like the witching hour. hour yeah. But you said that's not, or that's not necessarily... So one of the
2: craziest things I've experienced have been in the middle of the daytime in, in sunlight and 100 degrees. So yeah. I don't think it matters that much. I will tell you, there does seem... Now, I don't have any scientific data on this. But it, there does seem to be more activity in the wintertime months. Uh, my guess is because people are either spending more time inside... Hmm. Um, or there's more static in the air. That's just my experience here in the Midwest with calls and people saying things. Um, So winter seems to be more active, but is it because they're home more and not at the beach, or is it because there's more static, less humidity?
0: Yeah. They're more perceivable. That's the only kind of thing I've noticed. But in parts of the country maybe that don't have four seasons like we do. Maybe they don't have that phenomenon maybe so you say people call you that's another thing i'm fa- like do they call you like you're a ghostbuster i mean do you get those kind <laughs> of like usually come some, save me or usually help me it's this like out. someone or, that knows me and they go oh i got a friend or a friend of a
2: friend who's really freaked out or just bought this house and now they have this giant mortgage and it's and they moved <laughs> in and now it's super haunted and it's built 1850 what can you tell me so it's usually like my friend or family or friend of a friend needs help and then we'll kind of like I I don't know
0: education I think is key. But now, if you get that call, do you do you go do homework on the building and and all that stuff before you go, or do you just go? If if you're no, going to check it out, talk to the person
2: first. Um, <laughs> I've never had a crazy person, but I know people who have who've shown up to someone's house and a person is stabbing the wall with a knife because there's demons in their cupboards, and then you realize this person is schizophrenic or that's another weird weird thing too see every time yeah, you talk you know what we like that I, reminds me because science doesn't know what schizophrenia is or why it happens and yeah. the line between possession and schizophrenia is razor thin it's like what is it even
3: yeah something like personalities like certain foods <laughs> and you know Maybe. like hey well when I'm when I'm Jim, I like McDonald's, but when I'm... Oh, multiple personality. now? Yeah. Disorder, yeah. Or, or is that the same, same thing? Is no, that different than
2: schizophrenia? dissociative the identity disorder is different, but I'm talking about like schizophrenia. Oh, like you're
3: hearing For voices. them, if
2: they're, they can be sitting here talking to you and they see a spider crawl cr- across the wall. That's as real to them as you and me are. So what's to say? Like They're having a real experience, but if yeah. science can't figure it out, why is it happening? Is it a malfunction of the brain? Is it some other reality they're perceiving like what is it no one knows There's so much we don't know science doesn't know a lot <laughs> i'll tell you that for as advanced as we are we don't have a whole lot of answers
0: and is that why you kind of have had to focus like your expertise in one kind of area because there's so many like there's so many different rabbit holes you can go down of trying to figure out what does this all mean is it just i try to be open about stuff with, yeah Like, these Bigfoot people, I try to be open to that. Like, this seems much more
2: plausible that there's a primate in a million acres of forest that we haven't found than that there's a dead person talking to you. (laughs) But we have more evidence that this is real than the Bigfoot people, like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Squatches go crazy for this when you smack two sticks together. Well, how do you know?
3: Love Hmm. and frog man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So... I think no matter okay. how you try to end this, there's going to be eight more questions. Yeah, like, I, know. I, know. <laughs> I know.
0: As soon as you leave, I'm going to be like.
3: We oh, about wait. the Underground Railroad, and you say you got something going on with that. Let's uh, or let's uh, promote. Yeah, the, uh, what
0: do you got coming up that people can uh, get into?
3: Or? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, so what?
0: tours. Uh, yeah, I mean we got the ghost tours going
2: right now, and then next spring look for some look for us to kind of diversify and get outside of just um, ghost tours and a lot more hist- history.
3: Like okay, underground gotcha.
2: railroad, prohibition, a lot of different. So things that's coming. not necessarily
3: the ghost of the underground railroad. It's just straight right. up history. History, tour. yeah. Gotcha. I would go on a ghost of the underground railroad tour. I think absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah.
0: Anything else you'd want to plug? Your your book again. I mean, I have, uh, ghost of Cincinnati,
2: the dark side of the Queen City, or Ghost of Buppy Mackey's Music World, both
0: uh, the Haunted America series. Yeah. They're in stores. We need to get them in our store. Yeah. I'm
3: still yeah, upset sure. we
0: don't have it here.
3: Yeah, if you got a case of them somewhere, we'll put them out. And um, Um. So we,
0: we need to get you out on an overnight. I want to do yeah. an overnight. You pointed to Darren What am I Am I not what invited you, To the oh other yeah, side Oh yeah You
2: want to come Just like Field he of Dreams, dreams Where they now? let James know, Earl Jones
0: Go into the corn And yeah. Kevin Costner Had to stay behind Let's
2: take him To a haunted prison Let's put some Handcuffs on him In solitary confinement And leave him there For a while in a straight hey, yeah. And then see if he's A believer when we Come back
3: Let's
0: do it <laughs> Oh my gosh Can you even imagine Okay that's That's on the record Right let's do
3: it Can do you
2: that. even
0: imagine yes. That would be crazy <laughs> That would be well, so creepy. We asked last time to go to Bobby take
2: us. Yeah, he won't take us to I'd rather to not Nikes. do that place anymore. <laughs> wow. That's I'm, saying something. Yeah, I mean, that really like that. is yeah. saying something. But really, I've done it for so long that I kind of want to I, I learn something. I want to be enlightened. I'm past the scares <laughs> of these negative, nasty places.
3: Yeah. It's a positive. It's helps. real, but.
0: Um, yeah. So we we always wrap up with a, uh, you giving us a word. That we can uh, use, uh, people can use as a coupon till the next episode comes out. So uh, if uh, you're going to give us a, a word for this episode that uh, will save people 20%, what do you want to pick? How about ITC? ITC. Okay. ITC. All right. So three letters. ITC. Type it in online, save 20%. Mention it in our store before the next episode comes out. You'll save 20% in the store. ITC, uh, Dan from Haunted Cincinnati,
1: thank you so much for being here, man. Quick note, if you want to go back, because I know know people listen to the other side when I do the outro, so I'll tell you now, the previous episode is episode number five. That was Dan's previous appearance on the podcast, so if you want to go back and listen to that, if you haven't already, you can go find that in your iTunes or your Stitcher or your Spotify's.
3: Yeah, oh, I would want to add, too, that uh, Dan took a little Scentsy Shirts tour of a Washington Park and Music Hall. Uh, so, yeah, well, so we should have the little summary video of that uh, as well on the vlog.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll attach uh, that to the we posting that on
3: our social accounts and all that stuff, too. So, yep. so thanks for your time. Yeah, good to right. see you. <laughs> Sweet dreams, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> thanks.
1: Haunted by us. Dan Smith from Haunted Cincinnati Tours, and I'm still a little wigged out about what he said when I asked if we should rec- uh, keep a recorder in one of the stores overnight. Once you know you can't unknow, I would just warn you of that. Wow. And uh, by the way, I, edit- I edited the audio for this in a house in New Orleans that is supposedly haunted. Uh, this is over the weekend, and when I opened up the audio file to start editing it, It was gone, and I had said out loud I was going to edit the audio from the Haunted Cincinnati Tours podcast while we had some downtime at the house. And, uh, yeah, fortunately I had a copy on a thumb drive uh, that the spirits didn't seem to notice, but that seemed really odd. As I mentioned at the end of the interview, uh, Dan was originally on episode 5 of the podcast, so go back and check that out. And go back, of course, as always, and cherry-pick the rest of the Cincy Shirts archives if you haven't already. Frank Marzullo, Duke Sinatra, Moegger, Cash Wright, Mike Mathis, Johnny Bench have all been on the show. Abandoned uh, Cincinnati is really popular episode, too. Ronnie Salerno, not a well-known person, well, he should be, though, uh, around Cincinnati. He runs the... Uh, Discover the Queen City Discovery blog that's it and he's a big expert on abandoned stuff and that's been a really popular episode as well. So today's show is produced by me with help from Josh and Darren our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing they are from Philadelphia. You can find their music in iTunes, Spotify or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage t-shirts from great cities like Cleveland Louisville, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Philadelphia and many more at OldSchoolShirts.com you know with uh, Christmas coming up and you have, if you have folks that live out of town you might want to check that out and we uh, have a lot of uh, new designs both at uh, com in the stores as well and also on oldschoolshirts.com so check all those out in case you missed it the promo code for this episode is itc and you can use that as all lowercase or all uppercase doesn't matter or a mixture of both as far as i can tell Uh, Use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com order or OldSchoolShirts.com order. Or you can use the code in our physical or brick-and-mortar stores in OTR, Hyde Park, and now Loveland. So follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. (laughs)